Welcome into the CHGO White Sox post game show. Coming to you live from Studio A of our CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. You can follow me at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Uh, my co-host is Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him at Ecknerwall23. You're wearing an NWO shirt today. I am. I believe Jay Zawaski was also wearing an NWO shirt today. You know why? For life. I think he was wearing Wolfpack, though. Oh, man. I so can't believe you it. You and Jay have like some we weird 670 to score. Yeah, we got beef. NWO. Black and white forever. Who's on Who's on your black and white? Oh, Scott Hall, of course. No, but like, who's your Scott Hall? Like, are you Scott Hall? Are you Kevin Nash? Are you, I mean, I guess we <laughs> would call I be, you Hollywood Herb. I would be Hollywood Herb. Yeah, definitely. Sans the racism. Right. <laughs> the reverse. Yeah, just, just mark that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. We'll, we'll figure that out. I, I'm pretty sure Jay was wearing a red red NWO shirt today, so it's just funny that you two are uh, always just matchy. Yeah. Always just besties. Well, um, I hope he wasn't wearing the LWO. Eddie Guerrero's group. I don't think I don't think he was rep- representing and the six one nine Latino worldwide <laughs> world order, uh, or I don't think he was uh, representing the blue world order yeah. as well. Uh, anyways, uh, thanks for hanging out with us. If you are, uh, we got five likes already. I see uh, Ellie hanging out with us, Matthew hanging out with us, Fred, uh, other Matthew, Matthew Lucas hanging out with us. Uh, so make sure you're hitting that thumbs up button uh, if you are hanging out with us. Uh, shout out to Stephen Nicholas who is producing our show today. Uh, we'll be talking about. The Kansas City Royals, they defeat the White Sox today, 7-1. Ooh, Steven, you screwed up. Oh, I have it backwards. Steven screwed up. White Sox didn't win. Michael Massey doesn't play for the White Sox, so they didn't need Shamelessly score. take that graphic uh, More off. than one run. Uh, I don't even, did you actually publish it? Oh, I did. Oh, yeah, I was in live mode. Brutal. Brutal. If it was in preview, it would have been saved. Uh, so, Sox lose 7-1. to one. Do you want to talk about the game that much? Not really. I mean, specifically about Mike Massey a little bit later on, but not about the game. There was nothing about that game that is either positive or stuck out to me as a real big negative for the White Sox. It was another game. I mean, one thing was happened, and I do give him crap when he doesn't hustle, but I saw Tim tag from first to second. Yeah, he did do that, and on, thankfully stayed on the back. Yeah. And didn't overrun Your guy back. almost left. Your guy, ben Andrew Bintendi, almost left. Yeah, he hit three balls. Uh, two of them were on the edge of the, uh, the the warning track, and one of them actually reached the warning track. Mm-hmm. So, hey, if he had that one more bowl of spinach, he would have been able to. He's almost there, man. He's almost there. One of these years, he's going to hit 10 home runs. Yeah, hey, it Hopefully it's this year. Five years to get to uh, to finally find that field. But, get hey. to going. It's like 15 games left. Let's go, Benny. My favorite was he, he, hit, a, he hit a double today. Um, I think he hit a double today because then Jason was like uh, – and Ben Attendee is now nine away from his career high that he set in 2018 for doubles because he's at like 31 and his career high was like uh, 41 or something. Maybe you he's at could 32 not now. tell me that because I would not have known that at all because well, 31 doubles, I mean, like the most quiet 31 doubles I've ever heard in my life. The main stat is that his slugging percentage is the lowest it's ever been in his career and it's lo- like lower by 33 points. Like, it's just a, a career awful year for Andrew Benatendi. So I'm glad there's that one silver lining that he's got a lot of doubles. <laughs> so great. He's hit 40 doubles, and the White Sox are 40 games under 500. It's been fun. Uh, we'll talk about the White Sox versus the Royals and how the Royals have kind of owned them uh, in the past four years or so. We'll talk about who's owned them this year, uh, Michael Massey. We are BR. Um, and then we'll talk uh, to Vinny Duber, who'll be joining us from Guaranteed Rate Field. But Herb, I texted you something. Did you did you see what I texted you earlier? Or just no, right just now? right now, right right before we were going live. So I want you you to imagine you're sitting down, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm guessing you're sitting down in a booth because uh-huh. you know you're I'm you're, a big shooter. You're with the big wigs, yeah. all right. And across from you is a, a gregarious man. Uh, who the hell is this? Brad Stevens, uh, uh, not that. former uh, Celtics head coach Brad Stevens, but uh, Rosemont Mayor Brad Stevens, son of Donald E. Stevens, who. Used has, to be the Rosemont mayor. Has that convention center named after him. Uh, and on the other side of the booth, Jerry Reinsdorf. Yep. You're at Gibson's mm-hmm. in Rosemont. Yep. What are you ordering? What is Jerry Reinsdorf ordering? I texted you the lunch menu at Gibson's. You're sitting down yeah. in this booth, probably smoking a cigar. Who's paying for this, me or Jerry oh, Reinsdorf? Definitely not you. 
You're not paying oh, for it. I mean, I, I mean, I, you're with the the uh, mayor of Rosemont. I mean, yeah. you're probably smoking cigars in some back room that's behind a wall. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's there's no actual bill. There's no bill actually brought to the table. I okay. mean, just just enjoy your meal. I'm you getting, know, I'm, I, I've thought about this. So I'm, I'm just I'm putting you on the spot here. I, I don't know why, but there's not a lot to talk about when this team is this bad. You could see I'm trying to entertain myself with my uh, my uh, stupid outfit. Today. I re- no, I really did. what see this yesterday uh i saw somebody put it like what was it, in cranes or politico. something yeah in politico and they're talking about uh, greg hens also retiring but yes if i'm going to gibson's or any steakhouse in the chicagoland area uh even for myself and i'm buying it i'm buying a bone-in ribeye getting it okay. pittsburgh style which is just charting the outside medium rare on the out on the inside delicious it's where i want it and Gibson's, I've been there once, not the one in Rosemont. I've been to the one in the Viagra Triangle, and uh, it was decent enough. The pardon? Huh? Pardon? That's what they call it, Vi- Viagra Triangle. Why is that? Because that's where all the old dudes hang out and uh, try to hit up on the young uh, young hotties. Best of luck. As the kids do. Um, yeah, uh, Raimundo is saying, let's talk about Nashville. Hey, apparently we're talking about Rosemont. Uh, nothing really jumped out to me uh, from the actual story. Uh, Steven said that Reinsdorf wanted his thoughts. Uh, everything, uh, everyone thinks I know what I'm doing, uh, but I'm just lucky in development. Uh, but again, Reinsdorf has six years left on the lease uh, to guaranteed rate field. And what we know from Jerry Reinsdorf is uh, he's just trying to get the most from uh, what he can. I don't think he has any serious intentions of uh, leaving Chicago. And it's just annoying that this is going to play out uh, like it did back in the eighties. Yeah, but I yeah I think he's using this as a work, and I uh, sent it to the uh, Discord. And if you want to become a member of our CHO White Sox Discord, become a member, become a diehard on allchgo.com. But I sent it out there, and people were like, yeah, nah, I'm not too too much thinking Rosemont, but don't poo poo Rosemont too much. It's in the Golden Corridor right there with all those uh, thoroughfares right there. They have a couple stadiums, a softball and a baseball stadium for the dogs. And I think, I don't know what the bandits are called now, um, whatever that league is now, but, uh, they have two stadiums already there and probably would give Jerry his necessary funding that he needs. I mean, they've built things that, you know, they necessarily have the money for before. And so I'm sure, you know, Brad Stevens talking that good game and say, Hey man, bring them here. But Jerry's using this as leverage as, you know, he can go back to Brandon Johnson and say, hey, man, Rosemont sounds good. Just as the Cubs kind of try to do with all their conquests when the Ricketts try to get some money out of the city. And the city's like, nah, go ahead and move to wherever city you want to move. We ain't giving you a damn dime. And it worked out for the Ricketts. They paid for their own thing, and now they got their, their amusement park around Wrigley Field. But, yeah, Jerry's just using this as leverage and – Classic play as an older gentleman, he keeps on doing the same playbook, and we know it's not going to work. You know who's going to travel out with this fan base, uh, mostly in the South Side. Been there for hundreds of years. Out to Rosemont, yes, it's got great public transportation and all the thoroughfares. But if you move a team out to Rosemont, people are going to be pissed. Going to be really pissed. Uh, traditional flagship organization of the American League out to Rosemont, no one's going to be going out there like that. No, and uh, last time uh, Jerry Reinsdorf ran this playbook, because, uh, again, you mentioned he's old, uh, he was probably doing it with, actually, Donald E. Stevens. Uh, you know, they were probably at the same damn Gibsons. Yep. Uh, Jerry Reinsdorf was probably ordering the damn, same damn thing, uh, which is the cop salad. I didn't ask you. What'd you get? Uh, I, I'm, I don't know what I'm getting. Uh, there's, no, there's no, but I, I just know that man's getting a cop salad. Who do you know that eats cop salads? Um, well, my 35-year-old fiancé oh. eats cop salads all the time, too. The other day... Sorry, Courtney. No, it's just fine. The other day... <laughs> I don't think she knew, but there was a, a restaurant that had a Thai Cobb salad. And she was just like, I don't know what that is. So she just got the Cobb salad. And she told me about it. I was like, mm, mm, probably not the, the most delicious uh, salad of all time. It's a weird but, salad. Yeah. Very Georgia-y. Probably had some some peaches in it, some cons. Steven, I know what you're going to get. You're going to get two ribeyes. I was going to say tomahawk <laughs> if they have it. Mm. Just a bigger ribeye. Yeah. Mm. You're just wasting a lot of money on a bone right there, Steven. The bone adds so much flavor. I know. There's bone in a regular ribeye, too, but you're paying like hundreds of dollars for that extra bone. I, I just want the clout of not having eating. a tomahawk at this Gibson Steakhouse with some rich people sitting around me. Uh, this is lunch. I don't know if they have lunch uh, tomahawks. It's kind but, of, again, you're with Bradley Stevens. I, I feel like if right. I say I'm with Bradley Stevens, they might just bring out a tomahawk And you're like, God damn it. 
I want a tomahawk. We don't have any, sir. Go and fly one in. The airport's right there. Steven wants a tomahawk steak right now. <laughs> I don't know if he's got that cash. Eh? Who, in that city? Yeah, he does. That that family, the Stevens family, I mean, he went pretty much from his, him, his dad to him <laughs> with, like, very little challenge, and I think he gets like 70% of the vote. You're my historian. Uh, Donnelly Stevens uh, died in 2007, RIP. Sky Point to Donnelly Stevens. Um, and then a year later, uh, here's a segue for you. On May 16th, 2008, the White Sox fired senior director of player personnel David Wilder, Boom. among with two scouts, as the result of an FBI investigation into bonus sk- uh, skimming scandal in the Dominican Republic or case orchestrated by the trio. Uh, they were found to have defrauded the Sox organization of more than $400,000 receiving kickbacks from signing bonuses and contract buyouts of Latin American players. It was a part of a wider investigation into the practice in Major League Baseball. Wilder eventually pleaded guilty to mail fraud in federal court, and in 2013 he was sentenced to two years in federal prison. Uh, Brittany Grioli. Grioli, thank you. Um, I always Or Giroli. Giroli. Shout out to her for the the article. I I do not know how to say her name. Um, But... uh, she has a piece in the article, or in The Athletic, uh, talking to David Wilder, who had his first comments uh, since he was released to, uh, from prison since uh, 2015. Uh, I don't know about this story. Um, I didn't know much about David Wilder until I read this story. Uh, David was the director of player development uh, during the 2005 White Sox World Series winning season uh, and then was promoted again in February 2007 before his quick fall from grace. Uh, what was this scandal like in 2008 if it was uh were you working in chicago at the time and yeah i mean i'm guessing this was the score was had the socks on the airwaves 2008 the score did have the socks by that time they acquired her in 2006 so we heard about it but it really didn't get any legs it was like a kind of like a joke um kind of you remember how you found out about the omar Vizquel. Uh, Wes Helms, uh, sexual harassment, uh, sexual intimidation thing. That's kind of how it was. It was like known by the people in the media, but not really talked about pretty extensively. Probably a segment, if that, on 670 to score for maybe each of the shows. And because we didn't really know who David Wilder was. And it was just a, a black mark on... Kenny Williams at the time, who was the general manager, uh, and how his staff was down there skimming money from deserving uh, prospects and such. So, yeah, we they really didn't get back to the main ball club, but if we ever had to get our pound of flesh with Kenny Williams, like on the air, that's what we would use. So like, what is David Wilder doing then? Your guy under your direction there is doing all this stuff down in the Dominican. What's going on with that type of stuff? And that was the, uh, the the feeling about that whole Dave Wilder thing. And then when you accumulate all the stuff that the White Sox have and Kenny and uh, Rick have, that's kind of the some of the stuff that you would bring up. Dave Wilder, the Omar Vizquel stuff, like the lack of institutional control by those two guys. And so that's part of that. But he had no love for either Kenny or Rick in that article. No, he didn't. And I just find it interesting, too, because, I mean, you, you hear about the position they had in 2005, uh, director of player development. Hmm. Chris Getz, what position did he hold from 2017 to 2022, or for to 2020 uh, with the White Sox? Oh, director of player development. And then David Wilder gets a promotion. Hmm. Chris Getz got a promotion. So I just think it's funny that, like, this could be like if Chris Getz from 2017 to 2020 got promoted and then was fired a couple months later. Um, like, I don't know. I feel like this would be a pretty big story. I mean, probably because oh, Chris Getz is a former player and, you know, yada, yada, yada. It's a Wilder was than- too, but he wasn't as public as um, in the city as um, Chris Getz was. It was a big time prospect. So, And um, somebody points out a good point. Like, social media wasn't really a thing in 2008. I think Twitter came about in 2009 and Facebook was a thing, but it wasn't really a gossip type of thing for sports. Dan brings up that good point. Yeah, and I, I think it's worth you going to read the article uh, if you're interested in, in more uh, about David's story. I don't know how relevant it is to today's White Sox. There is uh, one quote about how uh, Jerry runs the team and how uh, Jerry is hands-on. I'm kind of just blue in the face about complaining about Jerry Reinsdorf. I can't do anything to control him, and it's not surprising uh, that... 
uh, you know, once that loyalty runs out, uh, people aren't afraid to kind of talk out, I guess. Yeah, and right message, wrong messenger. That's what I got to say. The guy went to jail for doing something illegal, and he, he cops up to it, but he's the wrong person. Like, you can't, as a convicted felon that went to jail for skimming money from prospects, be like, oh, no, that guy's wrong. Like, yeah, what he says tracks with Jerry Reinsdorf, but also doesn't because of what Jerry Reinsdorf just told Vinny and the assembled media in his office like two weeks ago where that's up to Chris. Oh, no, no, no. Pedro coming back? That's, talk to Chris. Money? Or that's me, but players he wants? Chris, Chris. I guarantee, and Xavier Welder says, that Jerry Reinsdorf is going to be in every meeting, every player acquisition. He's going to be yay and nay which you shouldn't be doing as the owner unless money is involved. Like, actual, like, hey, can I go over this number of dollars? I know we budgeted something. Can I go over? That's the only way that Jerry Reinsdorf should be involved in these acquisitions. But according to Dave Wilder, it says, like, nah, He's in everything. He knows everything that's going on with his ball club, which as an owner you should, but you shouldn't be interfering with baseball operations. If you hire an inexperienced guy who doesn't know how to do his job, let him not do his job correctly instead of you get in there because you don't know how to do your job either. Yeah. Um, like I think the most damning thing was uh, in any business, uh, if you – have someone who has been successful i want their ideas he never asked for ideas he never said dave you were with atlanta what were they doing he was too smart nothing has changed again he hasn't been in the organization since 2007 i don't know if he knows that nothing has changed but uh let's see uh ken williams was just fired this year so yeah probably nothing has changed um and two, you bring up the convicted felon point, and that's what the White Sox brought up uh, when asked for a comment. A White Sox representative said, we do not feel a convicted felon's uh, more than 15-year-old opinions, as well as his, his excuse for illegal activities, victimizing the team and innocent Latin American players and families merit a platform or a response. I would push back on that. Um, again, the, the fine that he had to pay back was less than uh, $500,000. I mean, I... He still I, paid it back. Right. I don't know how incredibly damning that was to certain families again he did his time second chances are deserved and two it's a very interesting story that i didn't know about it's interesting to hear about past baseball fbi investigations Mm -hmm. so i think it's absolutely worth a platform i'm just interested in the story uh in you know how this all happened and i don't you know, I mean, we always hear that nobody really is knocking around the White Sox asking for interviews. So yeah. when Dave says that he was used as token interviews, I can see that. I'm not sure if I really am buying that he was a, a rising candidate for the GM uh, GM jobs. No. But, hey, no. I mean, you stay in the league long enough. You Absolutely might, not. You might get promoted high enough. Rick Hahn was a rising candidate, of course. People were checking for Rick Hahn. So that's a, a thing that was real. No one was checking for Dave Wilder. Maybe his dreams but if he was getting checked on, he would have went because he felt unappreciated by the Reinsdorf people who were not listening to his ideas, apparently. So, yeah, I'm sure I don't remember anybody calling for Dave Wilder. I think the first time I heard Dave Wilder's name was when they arrested him and the White Sox fired him. So, yeah, no one was checking for him. No. And, uh, hey, I mean, again, he got out of prison in 2015 and it took – what eight, eight years, years? Eight years to get his comments finally out. Um, I, I he's had a hard life, which he should. Hey, man, you do that dirty crime right there. You should have some toughness on the backside of that. And you know he's been helped out in the article. It says uh, Stu tried to get him a job. Dave Stewart, who's a GM of the Arizona Diamondbacks at the time, but the backs uh, ownership said, "No, nah, we don't want a convicted felon who was." Uh, convicted of stealing money from our prospects on our staff. And then uh, Dusty Baker has helped him out with a couple of things too. So, uh, yeah, he's, you know, struggling his way through. But I think he's trying to look for a little clout, but also trying to get his pound of flesh for people, like you said, that didn't show him loyalty. Now he wants to talk smack about Jerry, Kenny, and Rick. I'm not saying those people don't deserve to get smack talked about him, but I see his angle on this thing and it's not a from a good angle. Yeah, I mean, this is my first time, uh, you know, hearing about the story, so I'm not gonna, I don't know, shit about it. So I'm not yeah. really gonna go go too hard in Dave Wilder. Uh, yeah, you know, he is a convicted felon, but also he did his time. So I mean, it's interesting to at least hear the story. Uh, so uh, you know, again, credit to uh, Brittany for uh, 
the story in The Athletic. Uh, let's take a break, and uh, we're going to let you know about Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary. Sunnyside is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kind of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your football season. No matter where you are in your cannabis journey, they have easy online ordering and in-store pickup and great transparent loyalty programs, Sunnyside Rewards, so you can take advantage and make your pickup a breeze. Uh, They're Illinois' favorite dispensary. Herb likes the one in Wrigleyville. Uh, The one in Elmwood Park is is my fave. Um, Do you like taking gummies when watching football? Oh, yeah. Is it, do you you not, like, do you want to be relaxed? Well, there's different types. The ones I take sativa are more energetic. Okay. Right, there you go. So I like to focus in on the game. I think I also focus better when I'm uh, doing some uh, gummies. It's awesome for me. It might not have worked the same for you, but I would say, yeah, if you're watching a game or doing something like t- uh, menial during the day, like doing taxes, man, nothing better. Hey, take some edibles to your taxes. Uh, and, hey, use your, use your code, too, when you say oh, that. Oh, that, that boring stuff that you're doing. If you're not driving anywhere, <laughs> you're not going anywhere any day, and you're just doing chores around the house, oh, brother, come through, on. Through October 15th, head to sunnyside.shop and use code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. One use per customer. It's not stackable with other promotions. It's not only for new customers. Anyone can use our code, code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. One use per customer. Pick up everything you need to elevate your football season. Must be 21 plus or an Illinois med card holder. Again, code CHGO25 at sunnyside.shop. You ever see the movie with Adam Sandler? I've referenced this movie before with the remote control and Christopher Walken. I think it's called Click Click or Click. Yeah. That's what Sunny Side is like. All that boring stuff, fast forward. Oh, there you go. It feels like you just you're zooming <laughs> through you're zooming through life. All that boring stuff, and then when you got the good stuff, it's like it slows it down, chills out a little bit. I think they're closing all the Bed Bath and Beyonds, but if you actually got lucky enough to go to the Beyond hope, section, yeah. it's not Christopher Walken. It's Damn actually it. just the Sunny Side. Ah, so I, I mean, mean that works. Right. I mean, yeah. I would love to see Christopher Walken and the Sunny Side also. <laughs> I can't do a Christopher Walken. I can't do it. It's not. It's not going to give him justice. I'm not a a Kevin Pollack. Kevin Pollack. Yeah, Kevin Pollack does a good actor. Kevin Pollack. Mm. Probably don't know who that is. Um, I, I thought AJ Pollack. No, not the former White Sox. Uh, Kevin Pollack's an actor. He's been in a bunch of movies. He's like more of a character actor. I'm trying to think of a guy who does one. Oh, um, 39 people are watching. I think that's a low, a low enough for me to take a shot at a Walken impersonation. Maybe. Yeah, do go it. ahead. Do no, it. No, I was. I was. I was kidding. I was. Oh, uh, just do it. Well, you you talk more. I'm trying to figure out what to say. Okay, I don't. What? That's Sir Goosington is uh, I'm trying to video. cue you up here. I don't know. I don't know why I even said it. I regret yeah. it. We... And um, Bradley Cooper does a good walking because he was in the movie uh, Wedding Crashes with him. Mm. Yeah. I was watching Thirty Rock recently, and Tina Fey tried to do a Christopher Walken, mm-hmm. and she failed. And it just wasn't funny. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know if I want to do it. But she knew she failed. But yeah. whatever. I, the I'm the walking impression is a, is a short walk. But if you mess it up, it's like, ah, uh, it's not that hard. So I don't want to try it and mess it up. All right. Well, here, Vinny's joining us. We I still got to get through a FOCO read. Uh, but Vinny, if he's just going to join us right at this point, uh, I, I guess we got to see if he, can can we add him. Do you want him on screen? Yeah, add him. Okay. Yeah, I can do that. Hey, Vin. What's up, guys? Nothing much. You can follow Vinny at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. Uh, can you do a Christopher Walken impersonation? Not a good one. Okay. No. All right. Um, no. Okay. Now, I'm going to get through this FOCO read. Uh, <laughs> we have this lovely Tim Anderson bobblehead and this Southpaw uh, bobblehead that was donated by our friends over at FOCO. Check out FOCO.com. That's F-O-C-O.com. Or click, click in the description below. For all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. They have the best sports gear around. It's uh, They got hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, everything you need uh, uh, for a man cave for football season. Uh, it's also still the remaining remnants of baseball season. You can get Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for a game. They even have uh, checkered overalls for your uh, Bears watching for the next 16 weeks or so. So check out foco.com. That's F O C O.com or click the link in the description below for online pre sale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Um, hi, Vinny. 
Hi. Yes. Yeah, you're, we already said hi. Um, you did. I, I, the, I could do a much better uh, physical impression of Christopher Walken from one of my all-time favorite music videos, which is Fatboy Slim Weapon of Choice. Uh, yes. that's, that's my favorite Christopher Walken work right there. I mean, feel free to just... Can you I dance mean, like him? Yeah. Well, I mean, given the space, I'm sitting in a chair oh, yeah. right now. I'm not, excuses, I can't do it right excuses. this second, but maybe we could work something out. We're thinking we next Monday. Of... We're back in the studio. Hmm. All right. Hey, let's just find an abandoned hotel downtown or an empty hotel downtown <laughs> and, and shoot something. <laughs> Better than watching the White Sox at this point. We're almost there. We're almost at the end of the season. We're getting closer and closer. We can uh, now uh, check out all, uh, cross off all the games uh, against the uh, Kansas City Royals uh, off the schedule. Uh, no more Royals for 2023. Uh, they have won the season series against the White Sox. And, uh, Stephen, uh, let's go into to uh i'm not gonna try the walking thing i don't know why that came out of my mouth um let's go to the uh, season series versus the royals since 2019 and we'll start here uh since 2019 because the last time the white Sox won a full season series against the royals was 2018 uh they went 11 and 8 against the royals then uh 2019 they were 9 and 10 with a run differential of negative 9 uh in 2021 9 and 10 with a run differential of positive 1 uh 2022 they were 9 and 10 against the royals with a plus 3 run differential and then in 2023 a 6 and 7 record and a negative 18 run differential i am leaving out one year but it wasn't a full year and it's the funniest year uh they did win the season series against the Royals in 2020 with a run differential of plus 31. Uh, they won nine of the 10 games against the Royals. Uh, but in all the regular 162 game or, uh, seasons, they can't figure it out, Vinny. Uh, we heard all the way back in November from Pedro Grafal about uh, what the White Sox were like playing the Royals in 2022. I don't know if Pedro had any thoughts now that the book is closed on the Royals series, but... Just another disappointing year against a team that is, you know, the bottom feeder of the elephant in the room. I mean, hey, this is kind of there's this weird trend, right, of, of teams that the White Sox can't really solve. And I feel like it's been going on ever since I've been paying attention to this team, which is and, and the Royals are right at the top of that list. Probably the most frustrating because they are within the division and they're frequently bad. Right. I mean, they are the worst team in baseball right now. They this is a not a team that you know, anybody should really be struggling with. And yet over and over and over again, the White Sox find themselves doing so. And it's kind of uncanny, really, that that's, this has been the case for them for so many years. Um, you know, other teams like like uh, the A's come to mind for, you know, this has been going back years that the White Sox have trouble with the A's. Uh, the Orioles are another one, I think, Herb, where, you know, just going back years, they can't seem to figure out these teams. Um, and the Royals are, are certainly one of them. Like I said, the most frustrating because you look out on the field and you're like, who are these guys? Who who are these guys coming in? We're making fun of uh, you know we're making fun of the the Royals reliever coming in and calling him MacArthur Park up here in the in the press box because we have no idea who this guy is. Uh, you know again might be a very good player uh, now and down the road, but uh, you know you look at the roster and you would assume that with the talent that even the White Sox who have had such a different disappointing season are throwing out there, they should be able to handle the Royals and alas, uh, they cannot. And, and they seemingly always have trouble with the Royals. So, um, you know, when it comes to winning a division and winning, you know, a, a, a playoff spot and winning a championship, you got to take care of the, the games you're supposed to win. And uh, the White Sox, no matter how, Often they have supposed to be better than the Royals. They can't seem to do that when it comes to this, uh, This I guess you can call it a, a little bit of a rivalry, right? It's kind of like what I uh, say the Bears and the Lions are. No matter where the Lions or Bears are at, those games are going to be tight. And it's going to be, well, how are the Lions beating us? They're terrible. Now they're good. But that's kind of how I feel about the Royals. Like when people ask me what team or what fan base I don't like the most, it's like, Probably the Twins, uh, number one, but the Royals are right there because that team just keeps on beating the White Sox. And I don't know, like, when they see the White Sox, as Pedro says, they know that they have lifeless times. And in this game, I don't know if there was lifeless times, but in this whole season series, 100%, the White Sox just take the Royals for granted. And the Royals look at those games as games that they can grab on the schedule. And they look at them as Big Brother and taking a notch from them. And apparently we look at big, uh, Royals as, man, that's the greatest team ever. Let's get all their people over here immediately, except for the good people. Yeah, right. Well, hey, uh, let's get Mike Massey over uh, here because he's obviously uh, love-hitting in his hometown. Uh, we'll get to him in a second here. Uh, but 
Brian McGuffey had this at, and I'll get to another one from John Greenberg, just kind of summing up the White Sox, just awful 2023. Uh, this is their 90th loss this year uh, against 90 plus loss teams this year. That's Colorado, KC, and Oakland. The White Sox are 23 games out of 23 games. Um, let's go with they've won probably. 10 out of 13. 10 out of 13. Boom. Good well, job. 13, there you yeah. go. Uh, Vinny, you didn't even get a chance. I'm so sorry. I was doing math. I was doing math in my head because I knew the Royals won, and I was trying to remember back to those Rockies and A's series. And I'm like, ooh, here we go. Let's see if I can remember it. Remember, too, they're playing the Nationals coming up who are better than they were a little while ago. But that's another one of the worst teams in baseball right there. Thank God Stone Gossard is uh well not not thank God because he actually got injured and that's scary uh but you know thankfully we don't have to see him because he's a Sox killer um and John Greenberg also had this uh, Sox fall to six and seven which you got to uh, whiteboard that because people are like Stone Gossard the former GM guy yeah there's it was <laughs> Stone Garrett Stone Garrett yeah who used to play for the Diamondbacks hit a homer off uh, cease last year yeah and we called him Stone Gossard because Stone Garrett's such a silly name in itself um but uh. <laughs> John Greenberg had this too. Sox about to fall at six and seven in the season series with the Royals, who haven't won any other AL season series. <laughs> they haven't beat another AL team this year, they're and the, not only they're the worst team in baseball. And the worst they team in baseball outscored them by eighteen runs. I mean, they I mean the White Sox are the fourth worst team in baseball. So. What'd you say? They got cut off by the prices, right? I said th that the White Sox are the fourth worst team in baseball, so it's not like they're, you know, uh, the Royals are like stepping up to the plate and doing this against the Rays or anything like that. But uh, still, the Royals are the worst team in baseball. That is, I, re it remains shocking to me because remember the A's, the start that the A's got uh, got off to, and we were talking about how special bad the A's were. Well, guess what? The Royals are worse. <laughs> I guarantee, you, if the White Sox ever figure this thing out and get to the top of the AL Central. And I know in 2020 they demolished the Royals, but that's a Mickey Mouse League or year. They'll be still struggling versus these Royals. It's something about that team and something about them when they see the White Sox that always makes these games competitive. And I, I'm like I'm like I know it's been a bad year, but this is like disgusting to lose to the Royals every single year. The Royals By a lot. I know we joke. Disgusting. I know we joke about this though, but like, aren't the White Sox trying to be the Royals? Like, it's, I mean, they hired the guy from the Royals. Chris Getz came for the Royals. Like, his only other experience that is not from the White Sox, I guess, a little bit from Toronto, um, but it's from KC and, and Chicago. Like, and and he's Pedro was talking recently about how he wants smart, fundamental baseball players, and you know that's consistently what the Royals are: smart and fundamental. I are mean, they? I guess. I mean, you see I them mean, booting the ball around today and yesterday. Well, I mean, they were good. royal in their ass off, but the White Sox out royal the white the Royals. Yeah, well, you know I what mean, they were doing though. I mean, I'll, I'll point this out. I mean, listen, last year it, everybody was very, very noticing the the Cleveland Guardians and the way they played, the way they, and particularly what the way they ran the bases, right? Oh, yeah. You know who was running the bases like that tonight was the Kansas City Royals. I mean, they are taking full advantage every single time they saw the White Sox. And granted, a lot of teams are doing this, but the Royals were glaring about it, taking advantage of their pitchers not being able to hold runners on, stealing second base all the time, getting to third base in some occasions yesterday, I can remember, and and going first to third all the time. There's a guy who scored from first on a, uh, on a, on a double tonight. I mean... The, the Royals were running the bases in a way that White Sox fans would love to see the bases being run. Yeah, they had waters picked off from Aaron Bummer and still got the second base because the White Sox are just poor at executing a perfect pickoff, which was right there in front of their faces. So, yeah, the Royals are taking advantage of the White Sox. So is the rest of the American League. And if we don't get a good catcher or uh, – a catcher is not even the problem. It's the pitchers who don't leave any uh, chance for the catcher to throw the guy out at second. So, yeah, we need some uh, a coach that uh, actually establishes a good pickoff move or keeping the runners close because this is garbage. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough to watch. And, I mean, Bobby Witt ended up with two stolen bases tonight, right? He stole second and third in that that inning. I don't know if he if he had two final. Yeah. Uh, so Bobby Witt has stolen seven paces uh, this year off the White Sox uh, out of his forty four. So a, a good chunk of the the, the stolen bases this year uh, have come against the Sox. Uh, the pitcher tonight was Clevenger. Uh, we'll get to this. We'll take a break. Um, I saw you had a quote from Pedro on Clevenger's season. Um, him and Kopech have been the ones that have been struggling with keeping guys uh, on first base if they allow a walk or a hit but Pedro was still complimentary of Clevenger after the game? 
Yeah, I, I think the, the main thing for folks to know that, uh, you know, Clevenger threw six innings tonight, only gave up two runs, he only threw 82 pitches. And so normally I think you would expect to see him go past that that mark. Uh, but apparently he's been dealing with a little bit of back tightness. And the way Clevenger explained it was just, hey, they are where they are in the standings and in the season. No need to, to kind of risk anything like that. But he's still feeling the same way he's felt for basically the whole second half, which has been really good for him. Um, I asked Pedro, you know, I, you know, it's up to the front office and, and to Mike Clevenger with that mutual option. But would you like to see Clevenger back on this team next year. And he said, absolutely. He said, you know, that uh, any team should want to have Clevenger the way that he's been performing. Um, He also complimented the way he's been in the clubhouse, that he's been with the young pitchers on the White Sox, um, that coming from the manager. So, uh, you know, obviously it's not going to be up to Pedro uh, the way that contract is structured. It won't even be solely up to the White Sox the way that contract is structured. But, um, listen, I think uh, he can probably see the the rotation and the needs the same way we can. And uh, to have a guy like that, who has been, as he put it tonight, very consistent, uh, that would obviously be quite the plus for the White Sox, uh, you know, on paper. Another bad thing uh, to highlight from the Royals game tonight, the guy who came in for the opener, Alec Marsh, 0-8 with almost a 6 ERA coming into today's game, never won a major league game. Today's his first major league win. Hey. <sighs> Congrats to him. White Sox. Just terrible. And uh, you know, Vinny's guy, MacArthur Park, has almost an like eight ERA, and he got his first hold this year, too. So it's just like, you know, whatever. These guys are just terrible. Is um, that the kid who pitched at the end? Um, MacArthur, no. He pitched like right after, uh, after the, Marsh. The, the kid who pitched Davidson. in the ninth inning didn't even break a sweat. Threw two pitches to, I believe, Aloy and Yoan. They, yep. they swung at the first two pitches. And then I don't know what Andrew Vaughn's doing. I think he is taking pitches for the faint of his own heart. I think he just is saying, I'm taking the first two pitches no matter what. He takes a fastball right down the middle on the first pitch. I guess he's like, oh, well, the first two guys swung at the first two. I can't end this game. Then takes another cookie right down the middle. And, and then he swings a, a splitter in the dirt. And it's like... Just try to stay alive. And it's like you, you had two perfectly good pitches to swing at the first time. Hey, I'm not a major leaguer. I don't know how difficult it is. But also, I wanted to go home. So I'm fine if you get three pitches in a 7 1 game. And Shay, uh, I'm not apologizing to Mike Clevenger. He's, he's an average pitcher who's highlighted by being the best White Sox pitcher. As I said before, the line, the bar of the best White Sox pitcher is in hell and he's barely stepping over it. So, yeah, great. Mike Clevenger's a. Believe. Go ahead. I believe he is second on the team in war this season. Luis Robert that, Jr. is first. I believe Clevenger is second. Yeah, exactly. And I believe and I believe Lucas Giolito, who hasn't been on the team in a month and a half, is third. Yeah, the, man, <laughs> yeah, the man's pitching 114 innings as a starting pitcher into September. So is he great? No. He's our R8 pitcher for a pitcher-starved organization. So he's, doing no. his job better, he's done his job better than any other White Sox starting pitcher or the, any that they currently have, that's for sure. Um, not including Giolito, I guess, who didn't get a chance to finish the season as a White Sox, but there you go. To be fair, uh, he was placed on waivers, and playoff teams could have added him to their playoff roster, and no one took a shot, and he's still with the White Sox. So um, I don't know how great he has been. And Pedro has been consistently complimentary towards Cle- uh, Clevenger since the beginning of spring training, uh, since the jump. So, I mean, it's not too shocking to hear uh, that he would be, uh, you know, Uh, willing to welcome him back in in 2024. Uh, Let's take a quick break, and then we'll uh, jump into uh, White Sox killer, Mike Massey. Want to let you know about our friends over at Shady Rays. the sun's not as strong as she was, you know. The sun stay as much, but it's still decent, right? I mean, these I are like pre- these are premium pol- pol- polarized shades uh, at an affordable price that our friends at Shady Rays are offering you. They're an independent sunglasses company that offers a world class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. They have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair no questions asked you can wear your shady rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase and if you don't love your shady rays you can exchange it for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days there's no risk when you shop their team always has your back and exclusively for our listeners shady rays giving out their best deal of the season go to shadyrays.com and use code chgo for 50 percent off two plus pairs of polarized shades try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people we also, in the top right corner, uh, are supported by our friends over at DraftKings. And football's back. 
Herb's taking his gummies and uh, chilling, and uh, it's in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 in ins- uh, $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Get in on the NFL uh, week two action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code CHGO to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home $200 uh, uh, 200 instantly in bonus bets uh, only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. The crown is yours. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort, in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms and responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance and eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Steven, give me one of your pick of the weeks. Ooh, I got to pick just one. One. All right. Darren Waller, first TD in the Giants versus uh, Cardinals game. There you go. That's pick of the week from Steven. Uh, my pick of the week uh, is for Thursday. Uh, we are taking the primetime under. They're 3-0 and this year. Uh, it's like 144 to a 111 uh, since like 2010. Uh, we're taking the under. Viking with Vikings Eagles. Vikings Eagles, 49 and a half. We're taking the under, and you can get a 50% boost uh, with your friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. So go check that out. And finally, uh, to watch all these games, check out Fubo TV. FuboTV.com slash CHGO. They have 140 live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news. You could stream live TV from any device and watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price. And you could start watching immediately with a free trial when you go to FuboTV.com slash CHGO. There's no contract, no cable, no hassle. Just sign up and start watching now my favorite part is the thousand hours of cloud dvr included at no extra charge and you can watch local teams while traveling so while cody's out in colorado or while he's out in arizona he can watch his cubs on marquee and we got college football coming up this weekend we got big 10 after dark tomorrow to get you covered for all the big 10 games coming up this week we got uh, NFL on Fubo. The Bears are taking on the Bucks. You can also watch all the action this Sunday on Red Zone with Fubo TV. Uh, there's also the UEFA Euro qualifiers coming up. So watch all of your favorite college football and the NFL and hey, even footy uh, with Fubo. Go to www.fubotv.com slash CHGO uh, to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. And you can also hate watch the Cubs on Fubo. You could. Or watch them down the stretch lose this uh, wild card lead or get into the playoffs. I was. Whatever your preference is. Uh, rooting for them to lose in Colorado, but that's just because of the tank. Yes. So there you go. Um, now, let's get into how the White Sox lost. Uh, I mean, all they needed was one home run, the Royals, uh, in what was that, the third inning from my guy, second inning, uh, Michael Massey. Uh, Michael Massey. 2023 versus the Sox in 19 games. Actually, this is including 2022 as well. Uh, So Michael Massey in his career versus the Sox, 19 games, 65 at-bats, 23 hits, four doubles, six home runs, 17 RBIs, uh, a .353 average, and a .692 slugging percentage. Um, So what, Steven? I, this is just funny. I mean, oh, yeah, this guy just mashes the White Sox, and he's not, he doesn't really have the biggest power profile. And you look at the stats here, it just jumps off the page. It's hilarious. Um, First, everybody else is just nothing. Yeah. It's well, ridiculous. So the, I, I, I do like to play narrative ball. Uh, narrative ball is very fun on StatCast. Uh, and there's this stat that kind of tells you, uh, like, quality of contact uh, plus K percentage plus walk percentage. So it kind of just says, like, you know, who's really hitting the ball hard, and uh, it takes your actual weighted on base percentage uh, and your expected weighted on base percentage. Okay. Uh, can you name the three players who have uh, a higher expected than uh, actual weighted? So the In top the three. whole league. Whole league. A higher expected than their actual at, uh, bet. Um, I'll try one. I mean, context clues, Mike Massey. Mike Massey's third. Okay. 
Is George Springer on there? No. Damn. Uh, his teammate, Vlad Guerrero Jr. is, and Aaron Judge. So the top three players <laughs> that are expected to be uh, the best hitters in Major League Baseball. Mike Massey is up there. It's just only coming to fruition against the Chicago White Sox. And oh boy, is it fun to watch. It's like that meme with the soldiers holding their guns on the wall and then the one clown in there. And that's Mike Massey. <laughs> um, Not to call him a clown, but he doesn't deserve to be in the, in the realm of Aaron Judge. And uh, Vlad Vladito. He acts manfully. Uh, you know, he's he's a a, a crusader. Uh, he 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 was. There's a, a story from Southwest Regional Publishing dot uh, com back from 2022, uh, where uh, a baseball coach said that he was supposed to show up at 9:30, but. He was there at seven taking grounders. So there, that's why he's in the MLB, folks. Um, uh, my favorite part about that, though, is, uh, and Jason brought it up on the broadcast, uh, there's a quote from Mike uh, that says, I get uh, asked a lot about that when I come back here. Uh, my favorite player was Scott Potsednik. That's why every night I wear the eye black. So I know just every time he's coming up to the plate, uh, he's got that eye black on. Uh, he's stepping in from the left-handed side. He's thinking about... 2005 he's thinking about the fundamentals deck I mean this kid is a, if he wasn't in Major League Baseball I think he'd be a diehard in our discord so shout out to Michael Massey uh, I can't wait until he's a White Sox next yeah. year no no him no. and Salvi Perez in a trade Who no, says no when they release him like in three years he's gonna be <laughs> a White Sox come on what's wrong with you what does he do otherwise like we don't play that many he's, more games with the White Sox. We only played 13, not Ma the 19 we had. Michael Massey, 90th percentile in Major League Baseball in sweet uh, spot percentage. All right, so that dude knows where to find the sweet spot of the bat. Um, and not to find the, the grass, though. So <laughs> I just wanted to find who, who else is like Mike Massey. Uh, you see the slugging percentage of like 692. Uh, who else but for the White Sox has just owned a division uh, foe? Um, so this is since 2019, uh, a division foe. What player had the one singular season where he had 60 more at-bats or 60 more than at-bats against one team and had a slugging percentage of, uh, you know, the highest slugging percentage against a division opponent? I'm just going to say... This is singular season since 2019. Oh, since 2019. Okay, then I'm going to go with Jose Abreu versus the Twins. No. No, no. Luis Robert versus the Royals. No. Oh, no. Vinny? This is specifically a White Sox against another AL Central team. Yes, for, for one season. Yohan Moncada versus the Tigers. Nope. It was A.J. Pollock versus the Tigers. Um, he had four home runs, five doubles, and uh, slash 375, 431, and 641. Two uh, A.J. Pollock references in one show. That's tough. Good. That's way too many. We didn't even do that last year. He was on the team. Yeah. White Sox legend. Um, hey, so maybe this is just A.J. Pollock uh, 2022 versus the Tigers all over again. I hope it's a fruitful career that turns into a Hall of Fame uh, plaque for Mike Massey. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I guess probably somewhere in the middle. No, it's only be a Hall of Fame plaque at whatever you guys' school's at, 95th, whatever. Not 95th. We're at uh, 99th. Sorry. Same place. 99th, 95th is where the Portillo's and Jewel is. Um, Vinny, any final thoughts, any news or, or notes from the, the park that we missed before we wrap this up? Well, I'll just tell you this. After Massey hit that home run, I decided to go ahead and find who statistically have been the biggest Sox killers since most of the folks that are watching have been paying attention. And here's your top ten. This is coming into tonight. Most weighted runs created plus against the White Sox since 2000, minimum 60 plate appearances. Number 10, Bobby Higginson, former Tigers, great. Number nine, Jermaine Dye, former, obviously did most of that damage with the Royals, I would imagine. Uh, number eight, Mike Trout, you know, arguably best baseball player ever. Number seven, Mike Cameron, former White Sox, another former White Sox. Four home runs uh, number one game. All of that weighted runs created plus in one game. All in one game. Poor John number Rauch. six, number six, Nori Aoki, another uh, former Royal. Uh, number five, number five, fifth in this century, Michael Massey. What? Wow. <laughs> Goodness gracious! I love this stat. Two two hundred and three weighted runs <laughs> created plus against the against the White Sox coming into tonight. And then he hit another home run tonight. So he could very well currently be in fourth place. That would be jumping a 3,000 hit player, Rafael Palmero, number four. Number three, Shohei Otani. Yeah, seven home number runs this two, year. Number two, here's your one of those things is not like the others, Austin Meadows. Former and number one, 
And number one, by a lot, I might add, Aaron Judge. Oh, wow. I'm surprised no Ryan Rayburn there. I don't believe he was in the top 50, Herb. Okay. He probably didn't have 60 at-bats. He probably just had like I mean, I mean, 50 at-bats and 10 homers. He had 60 at-bats because he was with the Tigers and the <laughs> Indians all the time. And every time it was a time for Ryan Rayburn to hit a home run, he did. What is Judge's way to runs creative plus, if I can ask? Aaron Judge, career weighted runs created plus against the White Sox, 252. Oof. Stop pitching to him. Oh <laughs> this walk he is, he's 150% better than an average major league hitter against the White Sox. Barely plays the White he's, Sox. He's 32% better than the guy who's in second place. Aaron Judge is like, hey, uh, can you trade me to Cleveland, please? <laughs> <laughs> No, I need more money. <laughs> oh man! All right, that was a really good stat. Thanks. That's man. awesome, Vinny. Yeah, good job. Um, all right, now I want to look up Babe Ruth's because uh, I know he has the most home runs against the White Sox all time. That was well. That was that was since two thousand, guys. That was just since two thousand. So right, I don't think they they had a way to runs created plus back in Babe Ruth's age. Um, but uh, no, that well, was I'm a great sure you stat. Can tabulate it. <laughs> All right. Well, we appreciate that, Vinny. Uh, and uh, make sure you follow Vinny at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. Um, and uh, two, uh, make sure you check out his latest piece at allchgo.com uh, talking about Michael Kopech's move to the pen and Oscar Colas's move uh, down to AAA. That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him at Ecknerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. Uh, and I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Thank you to Stephen Nicholas for producing our show we will talk to you um oh apparently real quick this is a fun one uh if we're taking out all uh plate uh, appearances uh like structure I uh i think don trell willis hit one home run in one plate appearance so yes. he is technically the greatest hitter of all time against the white Sox, and i think we can leave it at that uh you can follow the show at chgo underscore white Sox. we will talk to you tomorrow um yeah after the game right yeah. yeah, but there's no pregame. So it's like no six, another 640 start. No, so we'll be here around the Big Ten after dark at right. 7. Well, so we'll be here around 930 or so. Uh, but make sure you subscribe so you don't miss tomorrow's show. Talk to you then. Bye.